This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hello, comic book readers, and welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So today we're going to be talking about all kinds of comic books, but before we do, a little bit of house cleaning, so make sure, before we get started, to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and of course, check out everything else that we have here at Comic Pop. We just released a big episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which is basically three whole back issues in one, shorter than a regular episode of back issues. This week we talked about three different spider women, none of whom were Jessica Drew. Apologies to the Jessica Drew friends out there. She'll get her due one day. She'll get her Drew. She'll get her Drew. Her Jessica Drew, uh, but yeah. Also follow us over on Twitch.tv slash Hop to see Tiffany play video games and stream yeah. out El- Elden Ring. Seems like it's just the Elden Ring channel now. It's I'm trying. Listen, you know what it is. I keep thinking I'm like, oh, all right. Like this is the week I'm going to jump into because I want to play the Evil Dead game. Uh-huh. I'm like, this is the week, and I'm like, but I just want to do this one more thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I'm never going to finish this game on stream, mm-hmm. but like I'm just like, oh, just one more thing, just one more thing. Uh-huh. That's what this game does to me. Yeah. I you could also to- play uh, the Ninja Turtles game. Maybe you did that. Really. Not on stream, but with you. Yeah, we yeah, we beat it to our, ourselves. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was, of course, don't forget to subscribe uh, to youtube.com slash comic pop, the main channel where it all came from. And keep an eye out for more uh, fun things that are coming out uh, from the brainchild of both uh, myself and Tiffany here, who's uh, responsible for more than a bit of this channel's uh, and all of our creations uh, video content. Um, I also wanted to thank the people in our community tab. This is uh, over here on this channel. If you're watching it live uh, or if you're watching it after the fact, actually on this channel, you click the community tab. I did a breakdown of what the schedule is going to be like uh, for the summer schedule, the unofficial official summer schedule for uh, Comic Pop Returns. Uh, off the rack remaining unchanged the main thing that we hopefully will change and it's really contingent on other people's availability is just we're going to try and integrate some of our creator interview ideas into this show you may have seen if you're a big fan of this show in particular you may have seen a couple of uh, episodes where we've had like chip sadarsky or uh, or, or other characters come on uh, halfway through the show and they uh, pimp their project and usually we just talk and have a little fun uh, for about 10 minutes uh, we're going to try and make that kind of like the main focus of our creator interviews, unless we have a, a huge creator that wants to come on and, and pimp a project, in which case, you know, the, the sky's the limit. You know, it's all contingent on other things. Um, the other thing is Elseworlds Exchange, our other live podcast, that's going to switch out. We're going to be doing it bi-weekly. That is to say every other week. So this week, no episode of Elseworlds, but the following week, episode of Elseworlds. And that's it. Uh, also, no bonus episodes of Elseworlds. So if you... Uh, you know, if you if you caught the last two episodes of Elseworlds Exchange, we released two extra episodes. We had a, an episode where Ryan Stegman and friends came on and we chatted about Vanish and other comic stuff. Uh, that is out. We also had Jason, a long-standing uh, friend of the channel and occasional guest star. He was on uh, and he and I chatted about Star Trek movies for a little while. Yeah. That was a fun episode. Yes, and it was. Uh, it was not, neither of them were terribly well uh, trafficked, but, Whatever. you know, we were happy to make them. Uh, but it also is indicative of like what people expect from this channel. And we don't want to make things you don't want to watch. And we also don't want to hurt our own bottom line. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit of a tightrope walk where we're trying to be creative and be like personal satisfied while also making something that you want to watch yeah and make sure that we can continue to do this 
professionally. Uh, we also want to say that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can sponsor today's episode by using Super Chats. Ask a question or comment here on the show. We'll read it here on the program. Like, for example, uh, these fine gentlemen, like uh, or, or people. You know, I don't want to pigeonhole them. These fine uh, folk. Lee Allen says, Sal, do you have a favorite single issue of Spider-Man? Tiffany, do you have a favorite issue of Doctor Strange? Love you guys. Uh, Tiffany, do you have a favorite issue, a single issue of Doctor Strange? Not like I know you have for Spider-Man, because mm-hmm. I was like... That. I was like pre-gamed us a little bit. I was like, does Image Shambhala count? <laughs> Not really, because it's really an OGN. But I guess like, I mean, there's been plenty of amazing single issues. But like when I think of Strange, I think of like the overall story. Yeah. I'll be honest. I do enjoy when he runs into Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's Danny Ketch. And uh, it's just two ridiculous characters running into one another. Right. Two very, uh, you might different. say flamboyant characters. Yeah, they're different in their own way, in their own like. Oh, absolutely. In their very distinct way. In their Yeah. So I just kind of, I, I really enjoyed that. Maybe it's just because of Ethan reacting. Oh, to yeah. The Bridge of, like, the Bones. Bridge of Bones. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just but kind it's of Ketch and now. Steve. It's not bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, for me, uh, it's. It's a toss up. I love, uh, you know, I, I, there's, there's, uh, I, I like a lot of, um, the, the Straczynski run. I really enjoy the conversation. I really enjoy, um, Demetrius's issue of spec of Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man, where uh, it's basically the jumping off point for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, May's dead. Ben Riley's dead. You know, new things are happening. Um, Luke Ross did the art. It's a really fun issue. I have actually an original page of it in the yes, library. I can't remember the name of it or the, the issue number, but uh, you'll find it. But I do have a page. But I do have a page from it. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's one of, that's some of my favorites. The other one I will say, I just, I love looking at it. Every time I'm just like, oh my God. Every, and I don't look at it a lot, but when I do, I'm like, uh, it's Spider-Man number one from McFarlane. Every once in a while, I'll just look at it and be like, damn. <laughs> uh, Brian Rowland says, behind the rack... Behind Off the Rack, GBU is one of my favorite shows from the Comic Pop crew. On another note, when the hell did Wonder Girl get so miserable? Uh, we'll get to that because I did actually end up reading it. Did uh, you? I dropped off of that I, once. The I I won't lie. Like mm-hmm. I hate to say it, like the art change, kind of. Mm-hmm. No, this is just a solo issue. Oh, this is a, this is a tie in for Dark Crisis. There's no explanation. There's every explanation wait, as to why wait, you didn't wait, read wait. it. Hang on. I know I'm reading Dark Crisis with you. I'm, I'm on this mm-hmm. ride with you. I didn't know that came out this week. Should I be reading these tie ins? Absolutely not. Okay. You don't have to read a single just, one of them. Just, You're good. I want to be on board with you because I like the conversations we have about that series. Yeah. And... Do not worry about it. Okie dokie. Uh, Ray Farr. Tiff, I got my PS5 and didn't Yay! get robbed or killed. I also really enjoyed the newest GBU. Julie Carpenter and Mayday Parker are my two favorite spider women. That's nice. Also, I won't lie. I honestly, like, I definitely remember this conversation. I don't remember what the person's name was that you were going to purchase it from. But mm-hmm. we all knew in chat from Twitch that, like, if Ray didn't come back. If we had to go find this person from Facebook, and I'm hoping the rest of the chat remembers who that person was. Right. <laughs> well, they they back you up when you went online. When we went, like when we had to like go on our manhunt. Yeah. Yeah. To, to me, my Twitch X men. That's right. That's why you should be following twitchtv slash <laughs> so Uh Joshua says, uh, "Sad to hear about the interview changes. Those are some of my favorite videos. But you got to do what you got to do. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Joshua. Yeah. No, I mean, like, listen, like they're not going away. People were really. It's funny how many people. Uh, certainly more people commented they were going to miss their interviews than actually watch the interviews, mm-hmm. which was uh, frustrating to say the least. But I'm very happy to see that some people actually enjoy those things. Um, I enjoy making them. And I think there's a handful of you that really enjoy watching them. And it doesn't mean that they're going away. In fact, it's only going to get modified. The point is, I was so struck by how poorly some of them have performed in the past and mm-hmm. in the recent uh, past that uh, 
we're going to we're going to cool off on them a little bit and we're going to try and come up with a ma- way to make them more palatable because the reality is and there are a couple people who are very honest brutally honest you might say about their feelings about uh, uh creator interviews actually none of them in the chat or, or in the comments mm. there, there was one reddit post a couple of years ago that was like um could you just stop doing those and it, it just straight up just, just don't anymore and i'm like no um <laughs> But, uh, but you know, some folk are just like, I don't care. I don't, some folk were like, I don't want to know how they make comics. Like someone literally said, I don't want to know how they make comic books. Like I would just, I rather just read them. I never want to know I, what I, goes I'd into them. I'd rather just imagine that they are grown, not created. Yeah. Like that they go to the farm and they yeah them and they put them out exactly so uh it happens that's right uh but i also wanted to take this opportunity before we get started because we are going to get started i promise we're going to get into some bu- a bunch of books but tiffany needs to talk about comicsology and why comicsology is just constantly fucking up okay so is, this isn't even no this is not a comicsology issue this is an amazon issue right but, but comicsology is owned by I amazon know, know. and wouldn't be but, the way it is if it weren't for amazon okay so there's a couple of things that have happened um you know me i was i even after the switch over, I was still using Comicsology yeah. um, as my go-to. I'm a little lost right now, and I'm not sure where, where I'm going to It's going to be really next. tough to figure it out. Um, I mean, so, we could just go to the comic book store and get them. I know, I know. But I like the digital space like keeping as opposed oh, no, to it's the physical way space easier. keeping. Yeah. Um, but so a couple things. Um, one, this is less a them issue and more something happened with Google. I honestly didn't get a chance to look into this. But apparently Google changed something in which um, the Comixology slash Amazon app could no longer allow the like purchase of books. Through the reader. Through through the actual app itself. Yeah, sure. So you couldn't do that there. So like that's across the board. So if you try to purchase a like a, a floppy book. or a Kindle book, mm-hmm. you can't do it. You can't the do app. that. You have to do it from the site and stuff, right. which you can still do from your phone, right? Yes. So you can do that. Um, so that was like where it started becoming annoying for me because mm-hmm. it was like I'd have to go into the like into my browser into... first, like find the books. Person now, at least from the browser, you can still do that thing where you can sort it by the actual month. But occasionally, I, I won't see things in there that should be there. But it hasn't happened in a bit. Yeah, just just keep adding barriers to entry. Um, and then I discovered something that, like, honestly. I didn't think about at all, but like um, we are a household that has like, what, we have one Amazon prime account. We're not going to have, I'm not going to pay for two Amazon prime. Accounts. We don't need that. Right. So like, it's all going to the same house. It's all going to the same house. So that, that's something you need to know. One um, is that two, two, we pool our Amazon cards. Yeah. So like if we have gift cards, they just kind of go in there. Right. So that's the second thing you need to know, which means that we have a balance of gift cards in there. If you are purchasing things through Amazon and you're in a similar situation, just know that that one click, purchase which is the only way you can do it for books and and for comics when you buy a comic book on the comicsology reader you can't select your option for how to buy the book it just says one click yeah that's it and so but what the what will happen is even though within the settings in amazon you can turn off one click across the board you can't do it for that and one click will always go to that gift card first yes so Whoops, I found out that I've just been spending that Yeah, it's just been just depleting the cards. And it's like, what if you're building up a balance? What if you're trying to buy something with Or what that? if you have like, you know, it's like a family account and like you're using someone else's, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of that and it's just such a simple thing to fix. Yep, but because it's such a simple thing to fix, we know they won't do it because it, yeah. they could have fixed all of it by just rolling back to the original e-reader that had been in place for years before they made the switch over to something new that doesn't work as well, but they won't do that. And they refuse to do that. And it's so frustrating because I've talked to them. Right. I've talked to them personally and they want to sponsor the show. 
and I won't accept it. Yeah, we could. I, I, I couldn't in good I, conscience. Well, because like I still was using it. I I have no problem with the reader because like it was on my phone and it's not a problem. Right. And yes. Now I had to go through a different means to get the comics and then go back. To right. So it's like okay, them. I'm reading them on my phone. Oh wait, no wait. I put my phone down. Get on my computer. Okay. There. I use my phone to do it as mm-hmm. well. I do both. Right, but you're not sure because of like you know, the mobile version of browsers, like whether options are available to you or not, unless you go on desktop to see if it's a thing. You need to to, to no, cross every dot. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> every no, eye. No, no, no. That's how you'd purchase them. But honestly, if I'm being 100% transparent here, I 100% purchase Use your them, phone. Use my phone. I can use my phone entirely mm-hmm. to make this transaction happen. Um, but now I'm just annoyed about the whole gift card thing. So, like, it's, yeah. it's something stupid, and it's just so... No fixable i know it, it, it the whole thing is so fixable and it's so weird it's like they hate comic books like it's 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 genuinely you had a system that you had established as like the number one comic book digital space and like look we've showed for them in the past we yeah. use them primarily and i have defended them in the past i, I vehemently yeah, and like and that's the thing because like i like their service and unfortunately, yeah it was a good service there really is no other service out there although i did discover today there's a couple of services that you can get that have nothing to do necessarily with floppies but it's something worthwhile to check out mm. I, um it's something called hoopla yes hoopla. i think which is like if you have a library card now this is course within the continental united states or within the u.s i believe yeah um i don't know if it's continental i just say that because i've heard that so many times that's right no we, we um, use it usually in our promotions but, but yeah but if you have a library card you can use this and like digitally just take out comics that's right that this way. is this and is books. a and this is a brilliant service that is like 100 set up through the national library foundation like it is a straight up system it's a service that is oh that you, that you can take advantage of that is straight up an option in lieu of piracy and we 100% support um, options that do not include theft of comics. And the problem is when the comic book industry fosters this kind of opportunity mm-hmm. for piracy versus legitimate purchases that we have a problem. And this is the other thing I'm calling upon the big two in particular, but the comic book industry to put pressure on comicsology to make the change. Because mm-hmm. at this point, no, they're they're not going to make the change. I right. am convinced they're not going to make any changes unless they're worse. Mm-hmm. Unless Marvel and or DC just pull it entirely. Sure. Yeah. So it was just something that's just an update. You know, it's just it's it's an ever go. It's an me, ever it's expanding like, problem. It's it is an ever expanding problem, especially for me because like comicsology is the best way for me to be able to fit comics into my day. Yeah. Um. And like that digital availability. Now, of course, you can and go storage through, and all yes, that. Yeah. Now you can go through Marvel and DC, but Marvel, I think it's like three months. It's three months can. for DC and Marvel, I believe. Marvel yeah. limited to DC Universe on uh, Infinite. Yeah, to get the new issues on there, which just doesn't fit for the schedule of the show. So I just have to figure out the payment issue with comicsology, comicsology, which I really don't want to do. But no. I mean, it may just come down to me making a different account just mm-hmm. for that. I think that's what it is. And like, which like, stupid. which sucks and is not viable for the average comic book reader. It yeah. may be good for us because we can do it ourselves because it's for our job. But as far as like everybody else is concerned, I, I don't, I don't care for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just as a heads up, you know, if you're using comicsology, it's something stupid. It probably that, that factor, the specific fact I'm talking about with like the gift card thing probably doesn't apply to you. But if you ever notice that your gift card or something like that, or it's suddenly lower than it usually is, check it out. You can actually see the purchases. That's how we figured it out. I started piecing it together. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. 
But once you discover it, you can't change anything about it. it. You can't fix it at all. You can't be like, oh, I only want to buy my comics through my credit card or my debit card. or Nope, just through, it automatically defaults to your gift card balance. Just another weird, why they do that decision. It's weird. And it's weird too, because it's not, that's not a necessarily a comicsology thing. That is 100%. That's an an Amazon Amazon thing. thing. Because it's the same thing if you buy books. But at this point, Amazon and comicsology are this. Oh, no, they are. But you can't blame comicsology for that when it was already set up in the Amazon kindle store, store right that was that's kindle's broken yeah. system yeah that's just a yeah. comicsology was better off before amazon 100 percent. what a shame but for hey the listen the founders did get rich and jobs at amazon wow. so good for them uh cat lawyer will defend for treats i love the quality of life episode uh this is the spider-man cgi comic book uh from uh from sava uh and uh greg rucka uh, watched it multiple times and die laughing every time reminds me of that one Batman issue. That's digital justice for those who are paying attention. I love hearing context. Thanks a lot, man. That means a lot. Uh, listen, I will say Co- Scott Christian Sava did watch the episode of uh, Spider-Man Quality of Life. Yeah. It appears that he has a sense of humor about it. And, that, and particularly, he's just happy to hear that we were honest and that we were trying to portray at least like some background about what the book was mm-hmm. and what he wanted it to be in the first place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm saying, listen, I'd love to see Scott Christian Sava do it again. I'll, I'll I'll put it out there on Front Street. I'd like to see him give it one more try. Maybe maybe with a better script. Maybe because that ain't his fault. There you go. But, uh, I want to also just uh, there's a question like like can you read comics through the Kindle app? Yeah, no, you can. Yeah. The problem isn't the reading through the Kindle app. I actually you know it's yeah. Great. You have not had a problem with I like the reading of the books. Not had an issue with the reader. I know other people have had some some quirks with it. Yeah. Um, and I hope that those issues were dealt with um on their end. But I've not had an issue with the reading of it. It's mm-hmm. the actual acquisition. Yes. That's the problem now. That's right. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, let's jump into some books. Let's talk about some comic books that came out this week or this past week that we think, uh, you know, are worthy of review. For example, I read uh, Nightwing number ninety three from uh, Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. <gasps> Redondo. Redondo. Returndo. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> here it is. Uh, I don't because it came to me. Uh, <laughs> shows live. What do you want? But uh, yeah, Nightwing. It, this is interesting because one of the things about this series that um, I didn't even really consider until I think Benny the Comic Story mentioned it to me. Which is, there's no arcs on this series. It's just been one story the whole time. Which, like, I didn't realize until recently, like, is a rarity. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and 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 I find that kind of endearing and charming and interesting. And but when I became aware of it, I was like, well, that's true. Like, you know, day to day, month to month, week to week, when this book comes out, it's like another chat. It's just another chapter in like what could be a hundred issue chapter series. You know, like we have no idea how long this is. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know how to feel month to month when this book comes out, because there's no indication of it like coming to a conclusion or even just a mini conclusion. Um, So, you know, that might be a reason why you might feel off about this series. If you're reading it, ladies and gentlemen, it's also interesting because it makes it a little more difficult for someone to jump on. It straight up must be frustrating. If you're a brand new reader, you have to go back. You got to go back, especially because they kept the, the legacy numbering. So it's not like you could just start with issue one, you know, you got to start with like, I don't remember what issue it is, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's been a while. Um, and I love that they're calling the mini chapters like this is the battle for Bloodhaven's heart part two. I'm like, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's just the next one. Right. Uh, that said, in this story, um, 
you know, the cops are making things difficult for Dick Grayson and his pilgrimage to make Bloodhaven a better place. Uh, so he and Oracle concoct a scheme in which they like discredit and humiliate the police captain and his department in public. And it's a really like it, it was very cathartic. I felt good reading it. Uh, mm. Also, there's like a hint, an indication that maybe Dick and Barbara are in love with each other. He says, I love you. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, that would really hit home harder if they didn't literally get married at the end of Death Metal right before the end of the universe. So it's like, I mean, I know they love each other. I don't need to be surprised by that. I mean, like people thought it was cute and I agree, but I was just kind of like, let's just pretend like we didn't all know that they've been together for so long and that this is great for them. Like we're whatever. Uh, we, we also see blockbuster fight um, the heartbreaker or whatever the hell his name is. And it's fun, it, you know, for, for a new character who has like a very specific gimmick. Mm -hmm. It's fine. You know, and, and it indicates there might be like a reveal, like okay. that maybe maybe he is someone, he or she. Now that I'm thinking about it, beyond just a failed video store. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. Blockbuster's the the main, the long-standing bad guy. Oh, we know who sorry, Blockbuster is, the Heartbreaker, okay. or whatever the hell they called. But yeah, uh, it's good stuff. Um, I'm also getting this feeling, and I don't know if it's true, but like that because they introduced like, oh, um, Dick Grayson's sister is now a character. And that, yes. like, uh, uh, the man who murdered the the Graysons is also, or the woman who, the, the wife of the man who murdered the Graysons is, is her half, is his half mother, whatever. They're related, and he's now, and now his sister's related to the person who killed the Graysons in the first place. It's like, oh, I'll look at the drama. But they'd never really delved into the drama, and, like, the, the, the longer this series goes on, the less important Melinda Zuko is, and I just, like, I wonder if, this is Taylor just quietly phasing her out mm. or he's deliberately not using her so that when like she is really important later, people go like, what? Oh yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I don't forget threads. Right. I intentionally bury them until I need them. That, that is Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor's <laughs> good at that though. So like, I, I, I trust him. It's just like, who cares? Yeah. Like, you know, okay. I, I, I don't care. And I, I was very critical of the idea of introducing like a secret sister. Cause like that trope sucks yeah, and it's you, like you new and I don't care for it, but yeah. But otherwise, the book is good. The art's pretty good. Bruno Redondo's art is usually spectacular, and there are a couple of sweeping, beautiful images in this issue in particular. But uh, I feel like maybe it's the coloring. Maybe it, it just there was something off about it. It felt a little oh, bit no. weaker than the previous issues. He's not going for it. You know, there's no spectacular sequences, and that could just be the failing of the script. Could just right. be wasn't given an opportunity to really do anything. Mm -hmm. Like there's a scene where. Uh, Nightwing drives a motorcycle and it like flies across like this like overpass mm -hmm. and 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 Renando Redondo's it you know like yeah. but not in a like here's 16 different ways to look at it or here's like all these different panels just one big page right and it's very simple and you could trick your brain into just being like cool and then just turn the page but if you take it in, it's like oh you really did something nice with this it's mm -hmm. just a very good looking page I think the cover is the best part about it unfortunately but like otherwise it's just kind of like eh, it's not the top of his game it's not it's not what I've come to expect and certainly not what you got from the first volume of this series mm -hmm. otherwise it is still a good book and it's still a good team so okay. you know huzzah for Nightwing 93 uh, Dominic Bell says, Batcat 12 is out. I think it comes out tomorrow. Uh, I think I've been enjoying it, but it's been so long I can't remember. What runs are worth it that had long breaks between issues? Um, honestly, I think, because there's going to be a huge break, there is a huge break between um, uh, the, the first six issues and the last six issues of um, a Human Target, right? right which right. is now, a I'm spectacular trying, now, series. I would say, though, because I thought about that, too, because I was like, Saga. 
but i think they're yeah. talking more between like issues themselves right like, as opposed to like here's like a yeah chapter. yeah like, you know what i mean like between like issue two and three right because like, there have been them. like some big breaks that's that's what i, I think paper girls had a big break like that yeah, yeah 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 i was thinking any of the um black label books that are currently out oh yeah where the hell is lonely city where the hell's one lonely night or where the hell's called Blaze, lonely city um the jeff lemire swamping book oh yeah which i'm like green I, hell was it canceled yeah i don't know yeah where's blaze um the uh yeah dark uh one dark night yeah yeah one dark night i saw uh Honestly, jock posted... coming out i didn't look any into what's oh i'm sure yeah me short. either so but uh, jock did post pages for one dark night so Good. at least we know he's drawing the day well thing. i should hope so uh kyle carter you can use the marvel app and buy digital books and it runs on the old comicsology reader <laughs> well hang on wait wait uh wait was it that one no never mind there was another there's another comment about that later on mm. but there was additional information to it never mind okay um yeah i mean the, again for me it's not the reader that's the problem no the but it is, is the problem for me but yeah and i hope that maybe the the old comicsology reader isn't proprietary so maybe they could just buy the damn thing right because i remember guided view was like yeah. guided view was like tm and copy like mm -hmm. it was weird but yeah uh any anything else you want to talk about in particular before we jump into it into yeah, what? what's what's your next book oh i was like what uh, let's talk about new mutants really briefly yeah number 26 sure um written by vita ayala with art by rod rice oh good um for the main story any flashbacks by jan dersema okay um listen last time we we ju like jumped into this book um it was like a little tiny story with a, a smaller cast of characters mm -hmm. it was magic madeline pryor danny moonstar wolfspan right yeah um and the idea here was that magic was like i've got too many things going on with yes. my life i'm the leader of the new mutants i'm a war captain mm -hmm. and i'm the queen of limbo yes and i don't want one of them right and that's one queen of limbo. <laughs> <laughs> so she decides she's gonna hand it back over to madeline pryor which like you know, Danny and um, Wolfspan are like, or Rain, I should say. Danny and Rain are like, uh, mm -hmm. that's a bad idea. Right. That's a bad idea, right? So when they went there to to sign the contract, it's a magical contract, magically binding, mm -hmm. um, the shit hits the fan and um, Magic's sword is shattered. No! Um, so she can't summon the soul sword anymore, right? Oh, no. Um, they try to escape by using her gates but like it sends them someplace else. Okay. And they're like, we're trapped in limbo. Basically. Okay. Like we're trapped here. Something's wrong. Like I can't get out of here. And so we, that's where we kind of jump in where they're just like, cool. Madeline Pryor is like, awesome. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so they're trying to figure like magic just keeps trying to summon the sword. It's not working. Aww. Right. And yeah. they're like, maybe you just need to rest. Like you didn't really sustain any physical damage in the battle, but this was devastating. Let's just yeah. take a break. They hear a battle off in the distance. Uh, Danny and rain want to go and see what's happening. So off they go and they see this like fortress looking thing and like demons attacking. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, there's like someone kind of holding out up, up, up on top of the wall there. Yeah. Whatever you want to call that. And um, they notice there's like something weird about these demons, like something's off or mm -hmm. something's a little different about them. And uh, Magic and Madeline are like, let's not jump in there. First of all, we just had a big battle. Second of all, let's just not. Yeah. Right? Like, let's not. And the other two are like, yeah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> okay. That's very sensitive. Thank you, guys. <laughs> so, what we find out, though, is that first of all, these demons have um, the techno virus. Oh, no. So they're all like, yeah, they're all cabled warlocked out. Warlocked out. They that's what they look like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Virus, cool. 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 Right? That's what yeah. 
they call it a technovirus, even though it, yeah. Well, so, uh, cables are the techno organic virus. Yeah. So anyway, so and atop the wall is this woman. It's magic. Yeah. But it's like old lady magic, basically, and okay. she's all cabled out. Cool. Right. That's fun. Like she lost her arm. She's got yeah. a big gun. Nice. Kind of neat, right? That is dope. Yeah. Um, it's is magic- that indicative of some things it's that are magic being teased? In the future, basically, mm-hmm. it's like a, an alternate like version of her where like everything that happened to them happened here she's like you know danny and rain died in the first year madeline a few like years later in an arcane accident and it's just been me and like okay. my hope is that like if i so at some point the demons were infected because like krakow is gone by the way oh in so, her future yeah i'm gonna guess that it's something to do with the phalanx fair right so um basically her plan is like sim who's the demon who shattered her sword in the first place oh yeah like, if i can kill him even though he's all like tricked out you know mm-hmm. with the virus then like th- this will fix everything somehow, okay right um her sword is warlock warlock showed up here mm. like just, oh cool just like hey he was like damaged and um hurt eventually when she lost her arm he became her arm much like doug yeah. Um, and the two of them like have a spell they use occasionally to like wipe out the demons and when they show up, but they always come back. It's not the same ones, but there's always more of them, right? And it's okay. Like, it's basically it's hurting them both, and she can't do it forever. Yeah. Um, they end up taking care of it, obviously. Sure. Um, and Madeline and we see like a one of those info dump pages where Madeline and uh, Magic have a conversation about why magic was giving it to her yeah like because you can't give like limbo slash hell whatever like a saint to a sane person because they couldn't do it they can't handle it. you need to be like messed up yeah to handle this place sure um so it's, it's a nice conversation but it solidifies that like madeline is definitely going to get this back right right once they figure it all out mm-hmm. um because the at by the end of this they haven't fixed any of that but they do take care of this version of sim okay right and from that magic's able to like grab something and use it to create like a like temporary sword so they can teleport out of there mm-hmm. old magic doesn't go with them okay it's just like you know what i that's not what i'm here to do mm-hmm. and i don't know if that would work out for me so i'm just not gonna go okay so that's it like you know it's kind of it's kind of fun yeah looking and um I, I wanted to mention it because there's something else we're gonna talk about later yes that involves magic so just just fyi mm-hmm. that, that happened it was a fun issue um if you're enjoying new mutants uh or you missed New Mutants when it wasn't about all, like a lot of new characters. Not yeah. all of them were new, but well, there were many new characters. This is kind of a return to form for New Mutants, um, in a sense. Yeah. So if you were missing some of these characters and like crazy adventures they might go on, at least you got a few of them. Got there a you handful go. of them. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Cool. And it looks great because it's Rod Rice. Oh, so, of course. You know, yeah. it's, it's got like a great um, looseness to it mm, you know what i mean like yeah. there's something there it's just you know rod does what rod does and it looks great great uh young gog over 9000 says gotta hit the gym great good for you that's the running gag uh, i know you hated that mariah move but dang it feels like every book is finally hitting fuego status mortal x-men x-men knights of x new mutants and other world death mm. yeah we'll talk about that yeah the uh it certainly feels like you know what this feels like honestly like it feels like the current crop of X-Men writers, mm-hmm. the, the the stable of X-Men creators, the Marvel people. Because mm-hmm. Hickman, Hickman was brought in separately. Like, Hickman is not a Marvel. Like, he's an employee. Well, we won't get into the specifics of Hickman and where, how he, who he worked for and what his status was at Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. But we'll instead say that, like, let's just say he wasn't in the bullpen. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh, 
it feels like they're like, now that Hickman's gone, we're going to marvel this up. Like, this feels like Marvel's X-Men, and this is not a compliment. No, I, okay, that's what you say, but you're not reading all of them. I'm not reading all of them. Um, I, what it feels like to me mm-hmm. is, like, this is the, okay, so it's like, Hickman's out. Yeah, and it feels like they're like, okay, now the dad's gone, let's throw a rager kind of but like and like now they're getting their footing for good or for bad like yeah like this is the new status quo and this is the new direction like they have a plan right like it's kind of hard to tell for me right now how fuego this is going to be um but inferno's over so there's not there's not much fuego going on but for right now at least it's like i feel like they found their footing Mm, yes um and some it's for good or ill and i think what a lot of people are experiencing right now is that some of the books regardless of like timelines being shifted on release dates are feeling like they're starting to line up and Mm. that for a lot of people like is important is important but also can i it's i think it is important oh yeah with like a suite of books like this of course um not wolverine um no 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 (laughs) but um for them to feel like that but like if you're not paying attention to that feeling or the fact that it's like we're coming up to another gala and so a lot of the books do have to start aligning it can mask a lot of things and make it feel like Mm. okay cool the next big epic thing and it might be i'm not saying it's not but i think what you're sensing right now for sure is the fact that things are starting to fall into line yeah um for like each of the books so that they can tie together into the next thing and then branch back out gotcha well tiffany preps the next x-men book living freak says in the wake of neil adams george perez's passing do you think several of dc characters should go back to their bronze age costumes as a way of honoring these two titans in memoriam i don't care about that necessarily like i wouldn't be excited about it I, I understand it might be like a nice gesture but it's a lot of coordination and time so it might not be for a few more months before they did it so it'd feel kind of weird um what i'd rather see is just what they're doing there's uh, i've seen a few of those george perez um you know splashes that they did that were in uh, memoriam to him uh of course also the tragic passing of tim sale uh which we didn't get a chance to talk about but we're uh we're you know sad to hear about tim sale's yeah. passing and you know, we wish nothing but the best and uh, of peace and 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 comfort for his family and friends who've, uh, who who are experiencing a, a tragic and way too untimely loss. Yes. But uh, with uh, with Adams and Perez and Sale for that matter, I think that like something is in order. I mean, I liked the I like the Ween, uh, you know, black and white kind of like memoriams that they put into mm-hmm. the books for like a good you know half year or something like that. That was a nice touch and something I would I would rather see versus mm-hmm. like some kind of in canon like subtle and like metatextual what's reason that, what's they have for the Perez. There's like, there's like a splash. This is, there's that big splash yeah. image. Yeah. But they can't do that for everybody or they could, but it would take a lot of coordination mm-hmm. and they didn't plan on like losing more, more Titans. Uh, Dr. Bright says, Hey, sounds have any thoughts on the JLA last ride? Uh, I think that uh, uh, it, it felt like a friggin' rejected in continuity story that was slightly tweaked to be out of continuity. Not a huge fan of the art. I also have it in trade. You'll see it on back at some point. Absolutely true. Uh, so yeah, what do you got? All right, let's talk about Knights of X number three. Knights this is like very much the continuation of Excalibur. Yes. Uh, different title, but very much a lot of the same crew. Not all the same crew, but a lot of the same crew. Yeah, Teeny Howard's on there. Uh, Teeny Howard writing it. Bob Quinn doing art. Looks the book looks great. Yeah. Um, really do like the art quite a bit in this book. Um. This is the one for a lot of people where it's like, I like this book quite a bit, but I get it. I get why people may not be on maybe this skip, one. Maybe sleeping yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, And like only because it's like, it is a genre book. Right. Like, it is definitely an X-Men book, but mm-hmm. it is a genre book. It's fantasy. Yeah. You know, you're dealing with knights. You're dealing with magic. So I, that's not everyone's cup of tea. So I totally get it. Yeah. Um, And again, without like leading into like 
Ten of Swords. Like, I don't know. I will say we like saw for like a brief moment a flashback where Apocalypse got to be in it for a second. <laughs> oh. And we've made mention to him yet again. Good. Um, okay. So I hope they don't take book. it away. I, I feel like Hickman was building towards Apocalypse's return. Oh, sure. And I, I really hope that like I the bullpen doesn't either. take it away from him because I, I know he's going to come back and I do agree. it. I'd like to have him have that right to let open that door to amen yeah um because that's mentioned today that richter isn't going to open the door okay way. like he's like don't worry i'm not gonna open that doorway because like that's not what he wanted mm. and i'm like don't even talk about that yeah just yeah just let, let yeah don't don't remind everybody of that my dude like let him let him be away for a bit it's don't okay. let duggan know about that <laughs> not that i don't like what he's doing but i don't want him to to open all those doors right um so I'm not going to really get into too much about this. Whoa, sorry, everybody. I just totally punched my mic. Um, except for the fact that, you know, the X-Men, this team is on a quest. Uh, they split the party. Oh, you no, never you never split that. the party. You know, if you're playing D&D, you do not split the party. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you have to split the party, but it usually does not go well. No. You don't want to split that party, which they have. But they needed to. Yeah. Because part of them um, is going to find the Siege Perilous. Okay. So it's Betsy and Shatterstar and Richter and Mordred, um, recent mutant. Um, yes. <laughs> and the other team is trying to get, um, I think it's Jim Jasper's back. I think that's what they're going to get. Because <laughs> oh, he's no. been arrested. Uh, yeah, that's right. Isn't he in like a thing? Oh, no, that's, yeah, Jim Jasper's did that to somebody else. Yeah, no, he's been, yeah, no, that's that's uh, Red Root. Yes. From Ameth. Uh, no, he's been depowered by Merlin. <clears throat> Oh no! He's got like some like it's like a collar thing, but oh, like, oh okay, it's like a yield version of it. Yeah, yes, yield yes, yes. magical version of that. Cool. Um, go on down to the old apothecary, <laughs> fix that. Um, but so they're they're you know it's Gambit and uh, Bay and I can't remember who else is on. Uh, Megan and Rachel okay. are on that team, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know they're they're they've got like different storylines going. It all go like converges in the market where yep. Jaspers is going to be um executed and you know it's all right we gotta do this and like okay we figured out where we think the siege perilous is because richter's got the grimoire of apocalypse and so he gives it to his son death mm. who is still like kicking stuck, around stuck with and several with the vampires but like he's not willing to leave okay but like he's not he's not like living it up over there they oh. have him like chained up someplace oh. they think that's fine i'm gonna stay around here okay um so he, he's able to like read through his father's works and like kind of pieces it together right uh yeah. absalon mercator makes a like appearance in a flashback mr m uh, who rules over Mercator as given to him by Apocalypse. Apocalypse is like, you do this. Oh. Trust me, this is all coming around. It's basically what he's, <laughs> what he indicates. Right, um, and right. And then like the Siege Perilous, he gives it to him for him to hide it. So theoretically he has it. Okay. So they have to be able to get in there, but you can't get in there without a sacrifice. Now the sac- word sacrifice is said in the story so much that the <laughs> end, or not the end, but like the what happens was literally a zero shock value for me. <laughs> right, because we knew there was going to be a freaking sacrifice coming. Like, lit- well, not, I, I knew who it was, too. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, it wasn't even like... The, it was really telegraphed. From the credits page, uh, I knew who it was. Okay. Okay, and I'll explain why. How, yeah. But anyway, I, and I will get to that. But essentially, during a fight, you know, like you Gambit and Megan and someone else is to go up and get Jasper as they're trying to hold off Furies and all this stuff is going on. And Merlin shows up and okay. Gambit's like, I'm going to take him on. Okay. And so like he stole a tarot deck from um, Saturnine. Saturnine and he throws one and he's like, I got the death card for you. And he throws it. <laughs> awesome. And it doesn't matter. Merlin catches it and tosses it back at him and Gambit dies. 
Oh. In Otherworld, which means he won't come back right. Great. Now, two things. One, we're dealing with the Siege Perilous, which I believe can change or alter souls in a way. So I'm thinking that's going to be our way around this mm-hmm. one. Two, please, in your credits page, don't use your X logo to put the character you're going to kill and then put part three, kill your darlings right above it. <laughs> I know that was technically what the cover maybe was. Maybe they want you to think that. Uh, well, that's why I was like, maybe this is not so obvious. Yeah. Oh, no, I think it's maybe it's like, though, the issue is you're supposed to be like, oh, no, they're going to kill Gambit. They killed Gambit. But no, like no, there's like a there's no, like a switcheroo. Dead. OK, no, no, he's dead. All right. Well, as far as we know, he is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Shogo needed to see that. It's all stories, too, like in this. But like for so, like for some reason, having the cover be Gambit, yeah. having that image in there and put kill your darlings over. Yeah, it feels like, like they're oh, really okay, killing so Gambit's going to die. Right. Got it. OK. Now, the issue really just is that he would come back differently. But like I said, I think the Siege Parallels is going to factor into how they might be able to fix that. Yeah. Um, either that or they're just like, well, enough this... of Gambit and Rogue being together. Right. Yeah, they're really, it really ages them. Well, well, couldn't they just go into heaven and get him? What do you mean? Don't they have the Wanda protocols now? I see. I, I think I'm not sure how that works with Amen mm. or with uh, Otherworld. Other world. Because Otherworld's its own thing. Right. It's not that the heaven that she created is really to fix those who they didn't have. Oh, like memories for yeah, yeah. Have like you know copies of them or or people who died before they are X gene mm-hmm. came to be. Right. So it's like a little different. I don't know if that's going to factor in or not. Okay. So that was the big spoiler there, everybody. Um, Gambit's dead. Mm. Everyone's pretty upset, and Shogo had to watch it. Okay. Basically, that was important. That uh, Roma Regina and Saturn and I were like, you have to watch this mm. <laughs> because sacrifice isn't like a sacrifice unless it's like truly like felt or something. Right. You know. Right, right. So yeah uh somebody asked if death doesn't even matter in, in the x-men anymore and it's like you you're gonna have to re-remind them about how the other world thing works so yes yeah, so death in in other world does matter just because if you die in other world you come back differently essentially the shifting or the neck because other world is really the nexus of all like different universes and like saturnine used to be in charge of all those it's how you had the like you know the the captain britain core and all that stuff just from everywhere like we have it now um, when you cu- when you come back from that, something changes in your coming back, mm-hmm. and you you're not the same. You're not the one that left. It, you're a different one. Yeah. Um. So it's it's it is a risk yes. because you don't know what's coming back. Exactly. We've seen this happen before. Um. It also happened with um. What's his name? Um. Gorgon. Yeah. Well, the rock guy. Well, yeah, but it also have Gorgon. Oh, but that's he right. Had fixed himself. But somehow, he fixed himself. And I don't yeah. Know how, but they couldn't fix. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to call him Rock Slide, but I don't think that's what his name yeah, is. Yeah, but I, I feel I want to say that too. His name even remotely, it's just his name. He is a rock man. He's a rock therefore man. Therefore, his name should be that, and it's not that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like I said, we have the Siege Perilous. I think that's maybe going to factor in it, or they'll just let it go for now, and he'll be a different Gambit who doesn't right, look broke. Right, right, which is like what everybody's looking for. Why? Because they're always doing that. Marvel's always like, how can we undo this? How can we undo this relationship? That really I mean, they had some time us. together at the very least. So even if they do it, it's like, all right, yay, at least you got let them be married for a while. Exactly. Like, who's taking care of the cats? That's really right. That's a really good question. Uh, Tyler Eldon, uh, is anyone reading the new Carnage series? Thoughts? No. Uh, Sol Moretti, hope you're doing well. Lately, I've been feeling like there are very few concepts or ideas from Marvel lately, at least outside the X books. Miles Morales is still messing with his clones somehow. Yeah, I picked up and I looked through. I can't really review it. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 39. All I can say is I looked through it and it didn't appeal to me in any way at all. There was so many spider people and they were in an alternate future and I was just like, regardless of the Peter Parker stuff, which was like, you know, he was like, he's an old man, he was kept in a box, doesn't matter. It was just like, I was like, I don't fucking want to read 
Maybe, maybe they're spinning their wheels because it's like it's summer. We're, we're just going to do an event. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we'll, we'll wait. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Apparently, you were right. It was it was rock. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I did read uh, Batman Superman World's Finest number four from Mark Wade and Dan Mora. This continues the like f- flashback story in which they're dealing with like an evil uh, Asian born demon named Nazar from I, the past. I really kind of like this logo. I just like I'm noticing I had noticed the bat in the W, but mm-hmm. I had noticed the diamond or like the, the Superman the crest Superman in the E. In the E, yeah. yeah. No, I thought that was kind of cute. I, I asked you about this early when we first saw it. I was like, what do you think of this? Because I'm like, I mean, yeah. you did. And maybe I, maybe I had you didn't. We didn't it. talk about the, the, the oh. E though, but yeah, it's yeah. Um, so this book is fine. It, 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 it it'll read better in trade. This is very much like if you didn't read the last three issues, you're not going to know what the hell's happening in issue four. So like, I do not recommend you read this first. That being said, no one's buying this book. So you can probably pick up issues one through three for like super cheap now. So go do that uh, because this is one of the best looking DC books on the shelves right now. You also get to see Batman, Superman at their peak at their like prime in their like most idealized versions of themselves. When you're looking at them, thanks to Dan Mora fighting Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. It's a fun looking fight. Uh, of course, you know, Green Lantern has been uh, possessed by the devil Neza uh, and he's like controlling Hal and he's trying to take all the superheroes off the board before mm-hmm. he comes back or comes back in full form because he's going to take over and take over the wills of men or whatever the hell. Yeah, it's it's very like what? Like it's very the whole book is just an excuse for uh, Wade to play with characters like Supergirl and Dick Grayson Robin and Doom Patrol and Green Lantern and Superman and Batman. Like it's it's just, he's playing in the DC universe for the first time in years. And so it's like he's he's clearly just grabbing every action figure he can and playing with them. Mm-hmm. On on that level, it is a fun ride, especially because Dan Moore makes it so much more beautiful. Um, the thing to 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 remark about this is the fact that in order to defeat Green Lantern, because Green Lantern has been infused with magic, which makes him formidable against Superman, uh, Batman and Superman combine their wills together to will the ring off of Hal Jordan's hand, and when it comes to them, it merges all of them into a Superman Batman. Uh, composite character who wields the green lantern ring uh, and unfortunately doing all that like depleted the lantern battery so you don't get that character for more than the first issue here uh, that being said it's fun design it's very much like a mcfarland figure you're i'm sure you'll see in literally two months um but yeah it's 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 a fun book it's very much like a balls to the wall action series it is meant to be like joyous and fun and celebrate everything that you like about dc especially the past um, I can imagine that's why people aren't reading it because mm-hmm. it's set in the past. So they're like, yeah. it doesn't matter, but every story does matter. Thanks to death metal. So, you know, you should just, you should just buy it and read it and enjoy it. And Superman and Batman versus green lantern. It's, it's fun. So check that out. It's, it's, it's fun. It's, that's all I can say about it. it is it like, it's fun. It's fun. Right. More. Is it great? No. Is it good though? Sure. You know, it's just fine. Like, but, but it is fun. And, and it's doing its thing, you know, cool. but it is this this feels like the lull in the chapter, you know, mm-hmm. like I think there's two more issues of this story arc, probably because they're all six issues. But, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll crescendo into something fun. Plus, it's cool to see Dick and uh, and, and Kara hang out. Uh, so, yeah, uh, check that out if you are of a mind. Uh, Ray Farr in our Super Chats also mentions uh, Spider-Verse and the game my, made me a Miles fan. I thought OG Comic Miles wasn't interesting to me and felt repetitive. How did you initially feel? I liked him in Ultimate Spider-Man because like he was basically 
like he was ultimate Peter with a very different past. And that was kind of fun. And Mm -hmm. Bendis was very good at like establishing his, his, his supporting cast and the world that he lived in. And it was really fun to read. I really liked that miles. 616 miles was never interesting to me. And he, and and there, there was never anything really that passionate or good, done with him in my opinion for a long time yeah uh salad and men is doing is doing something very different that makes him feel very unique that gives the audience that has been looking for miles a book to identify with my miles is the movie miles at this point like is the is spider verse the movie like yeah okay. he, he is that, that one is a fully developed character with like understandable motivations and and, and all the stuff I'm, I'm i'm very much on board for that and it's joyful and fun and i want to read that this like clone shit it's for the birds so pass but uh but yeah no i i don't you know i i liked him i don't i didn't but i like the movie version and the okay. game is just the movie version um tiffany what else have we got um i'm not gonna really get into this because i am in no way shape or form a like expert at all yeah but i saw it and i was like you know what we talked about it last week a little bit uh yeah. but i picked up I, I read black adam number one. Oh hey <laughs> i forgot that came out <laughs> Because I know almost nothing uh-huh. about Black Adam. Mm. Um, but it does, for those who want to know, it does take place before everything that's going on. Okay. Oh, and before it, the death of Justice League. Yeah, so. it takes place before well, that. Yeah. They put an editor's note at the beginning. They're like, hey, just so you know. That's that's so good. I'm like, oh, thank you. That's smart. Um, This is written by Christopher Priest or Priest. Yeah, it's... Oh, does he go by Priest now? I I see that they have it there and on the credits page. It's like that, but DC has him listed as Christopher Priest. Okay, maybe it'll change over the over time. I don't know, right? Yeah. Uh, with art by Rafa Sandoval. Oh, okay. I really dig the art in this book. Yeah, it looks great. It really does. I really really liked the styling. It like was Dan Mora esque mm. to me, but not like completely not that. You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, but but it's it, very distinctively it, its own thing. Very very distinctively its own thing. Um. But it was like, I don't know enough about this. Right. Because. Well, the first issue should be able to introduce you to the character and give you a It does not. It has has something to say. And I'm not sure what it is because a lot (laughs) of it has to do with financial stuff. Like we deal with a lot of like, there's a court hearing and like, like a, like a Senate style hearing. Right. And like, there's like slinging terms. And I'm like, this is is right over my head. Right. Right over my head of what is happening in this book. Okay. Um, essentially like spoilers to you guys we are introduced to the concept that like um was it teth 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 adam teth yeah. adam or teth adam is dying mm. and um I, so they're mr miracling black adam. there's a new mm. one coming in okay right there's a new black adam coming in okay now if this is all happening before death of justice league what the hell does that mean? Or maybe it's outside of continuity or maybe whatever they want. Right. I'm not really sure. Um, I really can't judge this other than like, you know, there were parts of it that I found pretty engaging, but mm-hmm. other parts that like, like I said, I just went over my head. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, you've got the, like, we're having a set it hearing. Then we've got the, we're dealing with dark side. Like he fights dark side. Oh, like, Oh wait, it's actually not dark oh. side and we'll just he wants to decide to tell him where he is he's got like this creepy hand thing going on right okay um it's just getting worse and worse so gotta <laughs> yeah so it's not prepping you for the movie uh i, as, I don't as... feel like it's really prepping you for the movie they are putting a book out there on the shelves but like i i mean like 
I think we're all simultaneously tired of like the age old, like there's a new movie coming out. So like, we better put a book out and like, it better be like, here's this character. And it's like, I totally get that. Right. Right. But like, but this is also a new trend too, where it's like, let's put it out and they're dying. And well, I was going to say, or it has, yeah, because they did that with strange. Yeah. Strange. They did it with Spider-Man too. And it has nothing to do with who Dr. Strange is or what you're going to see in In that movie. Right. Yeah. I I think they just used it as an excuse to put out a new series. It is a limited series. It's only going to be 12 issues. And Mm -hmm. I I noticed a lot of people saying, because I don't really know a whole lot again about this character or Christopher Priest. I know we've talked about that writer a couple of times. It's been brought up, but like people are saying it's kind of like a return of Priest back to DC. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So that's kind of cool. Like that's cool all on its own. Um, I can't tell you if this is a good Black Adam book. Right. That's what I'm saying. I can't tell you if this is a good Black Adam book at all. Right. Um, but is it a good book? You know, it was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, like like I said, some of the, um, there, was, there was some engaging dialogue, but we jumped a lot. Mm. We jumped a lot. Okay. And I know they're like, it's punctuated by like the little title cards here, but sometimes the jumps, I was like, wait, what's happening? Right. Wait, hang on. Mm-hmm. Now that could be a me thing. That could be a story problem. I'm not 100%, but yeah. like, it was it was it was fine. It was fine, um, right. especially with the fact that like I'm not aware who this character is all that well. Like, right. I have a, a very, passing familiarity a very with this character. Cursory knowledge of this, and this book felt like I needed maybe a little bit more. Right. <laughs> yeah, and well, this book sh- maybe was hoping to be a little bit more. Yeah, like I'm I don't know how like new reader friendly it was because sometimes I just turn my brain off in a way like where I'm just like not like oh let's pretend like I'm a new reader but like I just accept things and yeah. I kind of read it as though like at some point I will understand this sure so, like, if I were to keep going with this or if I had you've been volume, rewarded with that before I have been rewarded with that where it's like you know you get like a, like a you know first volume or something and you're like reading that first issue in it and you're like you know what I'm just gonna let it go and hopefully at some point this will all make sense yes if you are a new reader who's not like that, who doesn't have that, you know, like either that patience or that reading style, I don't know how the, if this is going to work out because, again, it's the first issue. I don't know how much more is going to be, you know, expanded. Presumably, the next issue they're going to have to because they're going to have to um, explain to this new character more about things, mm-hmm. right? So it's almost like we'll see if I remember to pick it up. The second issue might be a better, like, hey, yeah, get to know what's going on. Okay. So that's what I got. Cool. All right. <laughs> well, um, let's talk about X-Men 12. Because it's, you know, it's X-Men 12. Mm. It's from Jerry Duggan and Pepe Larraz. Uh, yeah. Best looking X-Men book on the shelves, of course, as usual. Pepe Larraz, knocking it out of the park. Just yeah, great looking stuff. I hate to say it. I know. Well, I don't because it's good. No, I no, like seeing it. I think they're all so good. They're, and they're so strong. Working out there yeah. right now. Um, yeah. But, but uh, like this is a they're like a dream team honestly seriously um this book was bittersweet for me yeah i don't know about you I, well yeah on on a, on a few levels you know the mm-hmm. fact that like um they're they're refreshing is 12 12 issues this is like a year uh so we're we're refreshing the team at the end of it yeah which i don't know if i remembered that being a thing or if i just blocked that out of my brain mm-hmm. or if that was not a thing but it makes a great it, it, you know the idea is uh you know the first issue well yeah yeah but- which i kind of dig. it makes sense for for like this new island nation mm-hmm. to you know if you're gonna have the x-men the like thing that professor x was like we can't use that word okay we have to use that word mm-hmm. um that it should be based on election and not just like you're the, on the x-men until you die uh, that doesn't matter yeah that's true until you come back or until you decide you don't want to be on it any longer right but uh i like it because from the issue from the first issue 
game world has been the antagonist. So this yes. whole this 12 issue run wraps it all up. Mm-hmm. They go to they take the fight to game world. We saw in the last issue, it was like really tense. Uh, uh who who's the what's the name of the bad guy that Cyclops was chasing? Oh, uh Dr. Stasis. Dr. Stasis. Uh Cyclops fights Dr. Stasis and and uh, corners him and reveals that it's Nathaniel Essex, this Mr. Sinister, but not just any Mr. Sinister. He he claims. He claims and I'm like, "No, but also like why would they be. say he has if he's saying it in this book, it's well, we we are meant as the audience to expect it's true. Additionally, because I believe in Immortal X-Men number 2, mm-hmm. there's or maybe it's one, I can't remember. One of those two Destiny has a conversation back in the day with the original Nathaniel S. That's right. That's right. Right. Yeah. So like it's already on the table that there is an original, an original and he's still kicking. And... Well, maybe he's still kicking. That was way back oh, then. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Dr. Stasis is actually the real Mr. Sinister. And he's like, and, and he's a member <laughs> of Orca. So he's like, screw you. And I've been trying to kill you. Nah-ha. Right. And so um, I want to say this now before I forget, but I also don't want to derail this review. Mm-hmm. But like that in particular, the fact that he's like, mutants are a blight on this world. And yeah. We have, to, we have to like burn it all down essentially. I'm like, this just feels like you don't want to deal with Moira anymore. That's very true. Yes. Like you decided that Moira was going to be bad. Mm-hmm. That like she feels the same way. Yep. And then made her go away. Yep. And now it's like, we'll use this. Yeah. Anyway, we'll use Orcas. Like that's, that's enough. That's just how it felt. But yeah, well, it should feel that way because it's exactly what they're doing. I mean, like <laughs> if you read that 10 lives, 10 deaths series, it's just like just a big middle claw. <laughs> to to those who were excited about the about the hickman run mm-hmm. i guarantee there's one comment that's like why do they fucking shut up about the hickman run god we get it you don't like it okay yeah it's like i'm sorry this wasn't like i'm sorry you're not smart enough to understand this stuff so uh this series in particular was a really fun book uh and and it culminates i we, you could end x-men yes <laughs> like you could end the you run could, and, was... I, and there's rumors that well Roz is leaving oh, so like it's like the end is the end of the so run. then no, yeah no I do feel bad whoever's stepping in next. Yeah, it's like, some, big, did, because, some big boots. Because it's not even that it's big boots, because art's like, it's hard sometimes because you want to compare art to art because we're just so used to comparison just in general. And mm-hmm. we all have our own subjective opinions on art. And yeah. so you can't help but bring that to the table. And I feel bad. I think that first issue, no matter how talented and skilled that artist is, is going to be rough for them. Exactly. Because they're going to, if unless it's a very similar feel, it's going to be fighting the it's not the same. Oh like, yeah. It's not the same feels, not the same tone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, by the way, I'm joking about not being smart enough. I don't like to make that comparison because people assume that because you didn't understand or you didn't like a certain thing that you're not like, you, you know, the, 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 there's some kind of like intelligence level. I'm just, it was a joke. Yes. Whatever. I, I assume, but I have to cover my ass because people, the subtlety's dead. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the X-Men see, I remember the last issue. I was like, I think the X-Men are like, this is the first time we actually saw them like struggle. Yeah. <laughs> And then it turns out like, ah, we got you. Yeah, well, it's fine. I, I, I really loved the tone and the feel of this and watching the X-Men actually be capable and successful mm-hmm. has been like really refreshing. Yes. It doesn't feel like there's 12 issues. It felt like there was like four. It does. Right? It was so fast. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you get to see the X-Men like fire on all cylinders, do their thing, save the day. I mean, it's basically what it is, right? I mean, like any standout moments for you that you're like, oh. Um, I mean, like I, I really enjoy um, obviously the f- the four ladies mm-hmm. uh, in the casino yeah. together, the reveal of what's really going on, right. like, the reality of it. Yeah. Uh, I really like enjoyed rogue, like 
kissing Jean Grey on the on the cheek. Yeah, like, that was really cute. Yeah, that was cute. And like, her was like, "Let me borrow your powers and let's do this." Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I was like, "That's so fun, right?" You know. Yeah, watching them rescue like all these worlds that were being like dominated by game world and mm-hmm. being like, "This is you can keep this place as long as you make it like." Yeah, okay. yeah, we imprisoned the villain instead of killing him so he can come back at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we, sure. Or we completely forgotten. Or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, we at the end of this, it's really just kind of wrapping it up. Um, the big thing, of course, the big thing wasn't that. It wasn't the game world story at all, even though I was here for that. I yeah. loved every moment of it, the action, the, you know, the fact that not only did they save Earth, they saved all these planets. The fact that for Jean, like, that's really important for her. Yeah. Brought up because of the whole Phoenix thing. Right. Um, the big thing is that at the end of this, Cyclops and Sync make a decision. Yes. And we it's revealed. I mean, I don't, I don't recall if it was or wasn't how um, Ben Ulrich. How Ben Urich lost Urich, his, uh, his mental power. I yeah, think Xavier I, took him out, but I don't know. No, it says Sync did it. Oh, that's right. Sink in this says like I panicked and I did it. That's right. And then they tell him and they keep him up to date and he fucking drops the bomb. Yeah. No, we we go and like Cyclops makes the decision that he's like, we need to be truthful with the world. Yeah. Which I feel like is 40 chess, but I, I don't like I don't trust them. I think I think it's like I think it's it's either like meant to appear altruistic slash naive, or it's like they want Yurik to think they're being altruistic, but really they're actually playing some kind of game. Well, it could be both. It could be that Cyclops is like, we need to have done this. And like, we didn't decide that it wouldn't happen. Right. Like you decided sync that it wouldn't happen. Right. Um, and also the fact that as we see at the end, um, you know, the Nathaniel Essex is like, I wish we could have caught them up with that lie about that, but we can't now, but we got something else. Yes. And we got, she's going to the gala. Right. And I'm like, Oh, Moira. Yeah, Moira. Well, she's in the body of Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be a thing that like no one's gonna like. Yeah. So like here's what I'm excited about is that like I hate Mr. Sinister and I love Mr. Sinister. Like, yeah. I, I like him as an antagonist just because of what a dick he is and mm-hmm. like how he is like just like chaotic. He's just chaos. You know, you, you yes. he's always you can rely on him to always save his own ass. Of course. Right? Except for the times when he actually is like helpful yeah so it's like you can't always even rely on that right um but the fact that like if this is the original nathaniel i would love to see that conversation oh sure oh yeah like because he seems to hate mr sinister as he is now yeah i'm like i'm i'm, I'm here for that right but otherwise a uh, hard recommend for this series i mean like yeah. you should i don't know where the hell the trade is for this but i'm excited I'm sure for it uh... um but it's just a solid like it's fun it is a fun series that has a little more bearing on some things in terms of like, especially with this reveal of the, um, of the like life resurrection yeah. protocol. Like this is the like, new, well, we're in a new era. Yeah. We're going, we're crossing the thresholds into another, another status quo for the yeah. X-Men. And for game world at the very least for me, it gave you the opportunity to let the X-Men be X-Men. Right. You know, like a lot of people complained early on that it was like everything was like weird and like it was all about Krakoa mm-hmm. and it was only this and like there was no X-Men and so we brought the X-Men together we moved them off of Krakoa mm-hmm. they still are in service of Krakoa but they get to do more X-Men-y things exactly on a larger bombastic scale and I like the fact that listen there's a whole lot of things going on in space right now but X-Men and space they're just they're connected yeah right yeah and in fact that's even what Nathaniel says right like in this like in this issue he's just like just leave earth alone earth is for humanity <laughs> yeah the x-men like mutants should go find what they want in space mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, that's so funny. Right? Yeah. Because there is that connection. And so like, I kind of love that the antagonist comes from space. Yeah. And they have to go there. Right. I'm like that just, it's just very fitting to me. Um, but it gives the X-Men, you know, a reason to be doing things in the public eye, to be saving people, to mm -hmm. be doing those big, like I said, bombastic things. Right. And then also have this like solid, like these other like little threads going through that are maybe larger. Yeah. Than, like the action on the page. Right. So I think that's cool. I agree. Uh, Dark Crisis Young Justice is a book that came out uh, that uh, got some got some press. Uh, not a lot of press. Not as not as much press as that terrible what if book that uh, uh, caused a stir and uh, was interesting because apparently like the the writer doubled down on their opinions about how they did with what if Mario's Morales became Thor and then uh, just suddenly had a completely different opinion about that and said that they apologized for being like. I hope like, it was a sincere apology. I'm sure it was. Uh, Dark Knight Norris. Hey, y'all. I can't stay for the stream, but got to show my appreciation for all the amazing content. Well, thank you, Dark Knight Norris. Thank you. Enjoy your day. Thanks for chilling with us for a little while anyway. Um, but yeah, this was not no. This is not so much of like a, oh my God, like how tone deaf. Uh, but it's a six issue miniseries, Dark Crisis Young Justice, uh, which I don't know. It's a great title. I just think that's funny. Uh, just the, the way it like the way it, like rolls off the tongue, you know, just sounds like a uh, sounds like something. I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's written by Megan Fitzmartin with art by Laura Braga. In this story, uh, they're just like, okay, so um, Wonder Girl Cassie Sandsmark, like, what's her opinion about the Dark Crisis, about the death of the Justice League, and uh, and and how about what's her opinion about like everything around her, like. What does she think about her former teammates from Young Justice, like Impulse and Superboy and Robin, in particular, specifically them? Uh, and uh, and yeah, it's it's interesting because like there's this. Um, it, on one hand, this is a love letter to like the '90s era, like the the late '90s, early yeah, like the Young Justice era of DC, where it's like there is a subset of the audience who remembers that shit and like misses it. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a book that is going to be kind of like, don't be too precious about your nostalgia and about your like affinity for a period when you got into comics. I think that's what this is trying to be. Why would you do that to young justice though? I mean, there's just so many other, right. Well, it's like kicking a dog when it's down. Like, like I just, the I... book is already canceled. Ben has tried to invigorate it. Like Ben has literally did the exact opposite where he's like, what if they came back? What if it was big and fun and new? Right. And then it got canceled. And then, and then somebody just showed up out of nowhere from like, you know, the Arrowverse and was like, I'll write this. Um, so yeah, but on, but on a, on a positive note, it is a, like, I think it is like a subversive love letter to like nostalgia and nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, DC comics. That's the highest form of praise I could possibly give this book. Uh, Cassie is either like, written poorly or in a really i mean she's a she, okay so she's in a really dark place and so she's incredibly judgmental and i don't remember like the, from what i remember of her stories like i don't remember i remember her being handled with more subtlety i don't know like she just she's very judgmental and in in this where she's like she looks at those three characters and then just basically it was like i loved superboy tim drake sucks and so does impulse like they're just terrible and then like and, and then proceeds to like talk about how there's no place for them in this world nobody cares about them nobody regards them they never grow out of their own shadow blah 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 and then like 
they're all talking with each other about like their futures because the Justice League is dead. And they're like, well, you know, there, there's a moment in which um, someone, I think it's Impulse, says, uh, do you think they'll put up like a, like, do you think they'll do this kind of a memorial when we die? And Superboy says, uh, they didn't when we did last time. And it's just kind of like this, like, they'll, we'll never be remembered. We'll never be revered. They're they're never going to care about us. And then Cassie's like, look at us all standing here pretending like we are friends or like we've like, like things haven't changed and like the past hasn't happened. Um, and like, we didn't all come back from the dead. And I wish a couple of you didn't. And I'm like, what? It's just, it's, it's chock full of like one-sided melodrama. Like all of it is from Cassie. She's the protagonist. She's the point of view character. So obviously it's all going to come from her, but it just, it, it reeks of judgment and like this kind of, desperate attempt at subversion and like meta text where it's like, let me talk about nostalgia and how toxic that is. And let me talk about like history and how toxic that can be. If you look at it through roasting in classes and it's like, okay, you could do that, but not with dark crisis, a book that celebrates the past that, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's like, it, it's like the, yeah, no, I'm not going to even make because Deep Space Nine is a good show. I'm not going to say like it's like the Deep Space Nine of the TNG because it's like TNG is like look at the idealized version of the Federation and the Deep Space Nine is like yeah, but you got we got to get our hands dirty to do it. And that's what this is where it's like look at legacy and history, yay! But it's like yeah, except for these three. But like no, it's not like Deep Space Nine because Deep Space Nine is good, uh, and this isn't. But Oof. also the art is like really stiff like it's trying to be homage to the art of the 90s slash mm-hmm. 2000 really late 90s early 2000s okay and it's just not it's just not successful mm. it's not bad art it's not even like unprofessional art it, it, it's it's professional level but i think the attempt at trying to capture right. that feel and that look right I mean- is failing it is actually hurting it yeah i mean listen there's a place for that type of message right because sometimes nostalgia can be oh yeah absolutely no there's like, a, there is a, a point right? an argument can be made yeah but i don't know if this is where to plant that flag it it's like they had to put it out that's what this feels like mm. uh, and not because the book had to come out mm. like this felt like a contractual obligation to give them work to do. Right, right, right. And okay. I don't know that, and I'm not even going to say that's true. I'm just okay. saying that's how the book comes across. Right. It's not very good, and I can't believe there's six issues, and I suspect there won't be. Well, we'll see. Like, I feel like after two, they're going to go, can you wrap it up in four? <laughs> I I don't know anyone that enjoyed this. Okay. That and sucks. I and I looked for it. Well, that sucks because I know there's like a really like if you like Young Justice, you have a passion for it. And I think there's passion in this book. Like I think there is a passion, but like I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's for the characters as much as for like a message. I think it's just like I I, I genuinely think it's just an attempt to make a mark. That's a shame. And That's at the extent at, at the at the expense of character. That's uh yeah but uh that so that book it was not great uh chase wellings hey guys have you read submariner the depths it's a namor horror comic from the marvel knights imprint i think you might dig it thank you very much thank you chase uh or Ch- yeah chase um i remember hearing about it i never read it so i'll have to check it out i was looking at it at one point oh yeah for a halloween <laughs> Uh, Kingsport Cal, getting ready to for work. Tiffany, those earrings slap. Also, X-Men has always been an intellectual beacon in comics. Yeah. Thank you. 
Six well, stars. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about that. I mean, X-Men well, has always I, attempted I, to do that. Yes. And I think at times they have. Yes. I, I, I agree. Uh, what other uh, books did I you read? I read Moon Knight this week. Yeah, of course you Moon did. Moon Knight number 12 um, by Jed McKay with art by Alessandro Capuccio. Yay. Uh, okay. So, you know, <laughs> I actually had to go back because I hadn't read issue 11. Mm-hmm. And like when I opened this book up, I was like, what? Damn it. Like, I have to go back. Yeah, I had to go back. And when I read issue 11, I was like, okay, right. So Zodiac is just, okay. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with this sentence I'm about to say. Okay. It, I'm not necessarily saying it in a bad way right. at all either. Okay. It's just that it feels like Jed McKay had a Batman Joker story. Oh, my God. wasn't writing Batman. So it's a Moon Knight story now. Oh, my God. Look, look, look there's a very... And there's nothing wrong with there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. And because, listen, like you know Denny what? O'Neill's done, he Denny O'Neill's written the same Batman story four times. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Because here, here's why. Because in issue 11, which I didn't get a chance to talk about, but so we're going to kind of do a combo here. Mm-hmm. Um, Zodiac's basically like, you know, laying down his plan. Like, mm-hmm. he's just like, I'm going to monologue. Okay. Because like, he's all about like being who you're supposed to be. And like, this like superhero, this guy, uh, chain, uh, this this guy chained to friends uh, and a mission and duty. That's not Moon Knight. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is like your Batman should get rid of the Bat Family. Right. So, like, it's death of the family for yeah. Moon Knight. It's like that's not Moon. That's not Moon Knight, and, and that breaks my heart because he's got so much potential, but he's afraid. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, okay, right, right. You know, like it's, I, it was just those in particular. I was like, just feels like. Like you want to do Batman. You want to do something else with that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, this kind of like it doesn't even wrap up the um, Moon Knight Zodiac issues here. Yeah. Basically, Moon Knight and others are in Jersey. Shout out to Jersey, by the way. Um, oh no, they're not. Yes, they are in Jersey. I'm assuming that it doesn't look. Or I want feel to point. Like... No, no, it's it's it doesn't matter. We, okay. we barely see it. They're in Jersey. Um, I just want to point out in Marvel and X Men. Yes. Number 12 as well. Yeah. They mentioned a particularly evil part, part of, of Jersey. Jersey. Right. And when they come out, because it's like where Nathaniel Essex has been the whole time. Yeah. Is this Essex 508? There is, in fact, a county road 508 that runs through Essex County oh. in New Jersey. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> I thought that was a very nice touch to try to tie those together that somehow Nathaniel Essex had something to do with Essex County. I like that a lot. <laughs> anyway, back to Moon Knight. <laughs> um, basically they're there but like back at the mission you know it's like a supernatural mission zodiac's there with like all these guys that he hired using the money he mm-hmm. stole from moon knight remember when joker stole all of Batman's money? yes <laughs> um but um that like reese the vampire is still inside with soldier and like he's like i'm gonna kill like if she doesn't come out like i'm gonna start killing people because like someone's gonna die that's either made her or the people out here and you're all in jersey moon knight you can't save them but that's okay because moon knight prays to Kanchu, yep um over and over again calling for Kanchu. it's a really great set of like panels um until finally he calls him father and that's when <gasps> Kanchu shows up and he's just like you know i'm i'm stuck you put me here like i'm trapped right um so like i i can't i can't help you and he's like i know you can because you helped the other guy right so I know you can. And he's like, it's going to cost you. And he's like, I don't uh, care. So what he does is he basically opens up the pathway and uh, he and Tigra make a run through it. The pathway goes through basically the resting place of Moon Knights. So all these Moon Knight mummies wake up and they're chasing them. But that's okay because back in um, New York in the mission, um, Zodiac 
is like fooled for a, a moment. They buy some time because Soldier puts on the Mr. Knight suit and goes out there. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, Zodiac fires a, his gun at him. Uh, Reese gets in the way. It goes right through him because she doesn't know the caliber of bullet. And presumably he has died or is bleeding out. I don't know. Right. Um, but uh, it's all good because Moon Knight shows up and he's just like, haha, I'm here. <laughs> and he's just like, you can't beat me, man. You can't beat me. Mm-hmm. he's like what are you gonna like beat me with your fists like i took down the other guy right like i got him over here he's knocked out what are you gonna do he's like no talk me my fists and that's when all the other moon knights come pouring out uh. <laughs> <laughs> and i guess they have a hierarchy uh-huh. of like who they're gonna attack so they attack all the bad guys first okay um zodiac's like i really didn't see this coming sure and he makes a run for it he's just like okay well i can't control this i have to leave so yeah. he runs reese chases after him because she he killed soldier mm she's gonna like kill him and moon Knight's like don't do that because like that's not who you are he's like but it's who i am right <laughs> okay so he's gonna kill him um but not because of the fact that like he's like no rah! and mm-hmm. then it's 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 okay okay because does he turn to jake lockley and then we don't get to see what happens and then just cut to the cut to the aftermath instead it's not the aftermath necessarily. Um, is it Jake Lockley or is it the other? I'm just, one? I was making. A, I was making. One? Oh, uh, uh, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, and Jake Lockley. I think it's Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant's the the rich one. Yes, yeah, Stephen Grant shows up and he's like, "I'm not a big fan of violence, but oh, here I am." Okay, I believe. Feel free to correct me, Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it, it just ends weird. Issue yeah. twelve ends weird. It's just like, ta-da! I'm here now, and Zodiac's like. You can't see him in the frame anymore. So he probably escaped. Or didn't. Right, of course. Or I don't know. Well, that's very much like the end of the show. <laughs> yes. So. So there you have it. So, <laughs> well, what'd you think? <laughs> I I mean, I here's the thing. I like this book. It was weird coming to, like, feeling like this was a, you know, plot for another book. But I know it's not. <laughs> because you can't do any of that with Batman. It was just right. weird because I was like, this is so funny because it feels like someone being like, I am tired of like Batman having a family and like Moon Knight shouldn't have a family. I'm like, who the hell cares? You you gave him the family, man. Like he didn't have that before. <laughs> so it's just strange. Um, but you know. It'd be like Grant Morrison being mad that Damien exists. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so that's what we got cool there moon Knight. moon Knight, and like again i don't think it's bad it's just it wasn't the strongest that i've read yeah so far right from from because you've enjoyed the series i really have and by I and large it's not that i didn't it's just this the stuff issue 12 just felt weirdly paced i don't mm. know what it was so that's what i got well jj turner helps us out thank you very much jj uh b black says curious what tiffany thinks of ms marvel so far i really like it i actually really really am enjoying the show i, I think it's like well, I know I've mentioned I mentioned mise en scène last time. Yeah, like, not last time, but another time we were talking about. I think for Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, but this show has really great mise en scène. I think it's like it's just really well laid out. All the scenes feel cared about. The lighting in this show is like next level for me. Honestly, like I've seen, have I seen things that are better lit? Sure, but like it's just. You look at the show and you think to yourself, someone really cared about this. Someone really cared about this. Like, it's just a group of people who seem to really have a passion for this show. Um, I feel like the spirit is, I think, in line with the book. It's fun. It, sure, is it scaled maybe towards a more youthful audience? Absolutely. I, I, I think so. But I think everyone can get some level of enjoyment at it if you're interested in it. I think they put it out at the wrong time. I think it went up against too many strong things. Obi-Wan, Stranger Things. 
it's just it was really bad timing they should have waited a little bit and let it come out on its own um but i really really honestly enjoy it uh it's just fun i the actors i think they're they're all great they are all excellent excellent actors um even you know you, you they're younger they're not children but they're younger younger actors sometimes it's a struggle they have they're starting they're learning their craft you know occasionally you find a spectacular actor where it's like wow i think they're doing a great job i think they stand really well against the adult actors in scene i really like her parents i think they, they do a fantastic job they feel real they feel real but like especially her dad um you know i think about of course the marvel avengers game even though i'm like a big fan of it but i think of him from that like just that like that kindness and that like that love that he displays there i think it's probably just a through line for his character um you get it there you absolutely get it so you get like the sensation of we're watching something comic booky but there's like a sense of like real family love there and i think there's also something kind of occasionally educational about it like you know getting an idea uh, a peek into at least a like disneyfied and like show version of culture so i, I like it yeah <laughs> he asked you so i wanted to oh. give <laughs> give that uh give that that breath Thanks. uh girk pectus what do you think of the obi-wan show i hated it reminds me of that pos gb afterlife movie fan service shoved into your throat and retcons uh, I don't talk about Star Wars in this channel, no. so we're not going to talk about Star Wars in this channel. Oh, can I also make mention, um, if you're from New Jersey, because don't forget, Ms. Marvel is set in New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey City. That Those two Bon Jovi things were hilarious. Yes. And you may not have even picked up on no, them. No, but they, it was funny. But Jersey City does not look anything like was, that. Was it Brown Jovi? Brown Jovi, yeah. And then they also played a Bon Jovi song. Um, yes. You know, Bruce, and, yeah. Bruce and Bon Jovi are, you know, sons of New Jersey. That's right, yeah. So... It was appropriate. They mm -hmm. probably could afford Bon Jovi. I feel like there was a choice and they made the <laughs> frugaler decision of it. Yeah. Uh, JJ Turner. How will Superman and Batman being public domain in 10 years affect the comics business? I doubt they will be. And uh, I'm sure it won't affect the comic book business in any way. So uh, there you have it. Uh, what about your X-Men books? Go on oh, more. yeah, I do have one more. Um, so I write Immortal X-Men this week and I saved this one for the last... Um, just cause so of this course is written by Kieran Gillen with art by Lunas Warnock. Listen, if you don't like destiny, get over it. You got to read this book. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll use some theories about that too, which we'll get into. Um, destiny drives me freaking insane, but, um, Kieran Gillen writes a damn good book and just gets me over it anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, here's what you need to take away from this. Destiny's going to like, Destiny's having a freak out, right? Last <laughs> issue. Like she, something happened to her. And yes. Like, oh no. And like, Miss you need to write things down. Not this time. She's oh, okay. like, she's literally just collapsed on the ground. Oh, and no. like, so this time we, we come into this issue, dealing with the aftermath of that. Emma's there. Mystique's there. Um, Emma's like, I need to look into her brain. Right. And like, Mystique doesn't want her to do that. Of course. She ends up doing it. She's Good. like, she's seeing a lot of images. Hmm right now i i can't make heads or tails of this but it's making me a little sick yeah um they go to a council meeting uh but like essentially she's like we have to go you don't have to go i don't think xavier's gonna do anything today he promised he wouldn't because like storms off world and mm -hmm. like they're not gonna do any big like votes today yeah she's like no i'm gonna go because like she said if like she was gonna die this time she'd have to tell me she promised me she'd tell me okay so they go to the meeting um at the meeting though um basically they fill hope in on everything that's been going on They're right like, and that is basically coming to the meeting it's like and that's the last secret of krakoa right and hope's like why don't we just tell everybody we should just tell everybody about yeah that. Like we should just tell all of Krakoa, and they're like, we can't do that. Right, we can't. No, and she's like, yeah, but you gave me the helmet, Xavier. Why would you do that? If you knew what was going to happen when I brought Destiny back, why would you give me the helmet? Yeah, and he's like, I didn't. Oh, 
which we knew. He's like, I didn't give you the helmet. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yes, you did. You were oh, there. Right. I saw you. I saw you do it. And they're mm -hmm. like going back and forth a little bit. And then Mr. Sinners was like, huh, that's weird because Magneto came to me and asked me for all of Destiny's DNA. <laughs> and then like, he's like, but if it wasn't me, the shapeshifter, he turns himself into Mystique for a mm -hmm. moment. Like just like, it's, it's his body as a woman yeah. with his costume and her head. And he's like, then who could it be? Mm. Mystique like freaks out. And she's like, ah, uh -huh. it's revealed obviously that it was Mystique. Yeah. Xavier has a, a meltdown about that. Good. It's about time. Um, and like, does he do anything? No. Well, he has, right. he, no, he gives them a really hard time about it. Cause like, he's like, we need to do it. Like she needs to like, this is a problem. What happened is a problem. Right. Yeah. And like Kitty says something about, you know, like, you know, not liking his like politics or whatever, the way that things are being handled. And essentially he's like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of all this. I'm tired of all of you giving me a hard time because like Eric and I and Moira, yeah, you may not like us now, or you might not like what's going on. Right. But we but did like, this, but we did all this. We sacrificed to ha so that you could do whatever you wanted with mm -hmm. it. And like, literally this is a panel where no one's saying anything. <laughs> and the destiny shows up. Right. Because while this was all going on, while this is all unfolding, and there's all this narration from Destiny about how she's like, I wish I could be there with her because I, I would tell her to calm down, but she wouldn't listen anyway. But I uh -huh. can help guide her through this. She's having visions, and like she brings back the fact that she's like, I when I was 13, right, her gifts emerged, mm -hmm. and she's like, I saw the future, and we see selected images from various X titles and other such things, right? And she's like, and now their future reveals to me again, and we see this this image, this split of like. All these different possibilities, one of which is Gillen's Judgment Day yeah. going on, right? So we see that, and then we see something where it looks like the X-Men have, like, sinister marks on them, right? Yeah. We see Exodus being, like, at the top of a mountain, like, with people, like, reaching up to him. as though He's, he's doing the thing that Hope said. Yes, like, he becomes if he, a If God. people believe in him, yeah. We see a facility that has what looks like Magneto's helmet, a Sentinel helmet, and something else on the top of it. Mm -hmm. Could be Wakandan. Oh, it looks it's like, yeah. hard to tell. Mm -hmm. um, and then we see one with magic, where she's in her, like, demonic form. Yes. And she's, like, Her slain, dark child form. Yes, and she's slain the X-Men. Right. Um, and then we see, like, another person at the bottom, like, making hands. Could it be Moira? Could mm. it be Cassandra Nova? Yeah. I don't know. I got to tell you, all of those, none of those sound interesting to me. Well, I love that. Like, they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Marvel's X-Men. Here you go. These so, are the, these are the, this is the future of where we're going with this. And I'm like, none of that sounds here's cool. Here's really what it is. Cause like what she's seeing though, is a bunch of ends, right? Not all of them, but many endings. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, then we see a like sort of graph. Yes. Where like, she talks about like, okay, a lot of these end very abruptly, and I don't <laughs> understand why. Why mm -hmm. would they end so abruptly? Right, right, right. Like, what's going on here? So we see a bunch of different things, like Judgment Day, which is what we're going into, and that can branch off into a couple of different things. A new Krakoa, the Nimrod Extinction Event. Nimrod Extinction Event occurs a lot in this graph, right? Right. Like, there's always a well, possibility because we know that that's coming. It's going to do that. Yeah. Like, there's literally one where it's like, now, Nimrod Extinction Event. <laughs> that could just happen. Right. We don't do anything else. We just do that. Yeah. Um, a Cassandra Supernova. Okay. <laughs> the Reign of Apocalypse, which I'm like, could be kind of cool. Yep. That's like the Hickman one. Yes. So there's a bunch of different ones, right? And um, essentially some of them match up with what we see. Like, mm -hmm. for example, um, the Empire of the Red Diamond. Clearly that's the X-Men. That's the X-Men right? becoming Sinister Drones. Yes. Yeah. Then followed by the Storm System. Is that going to happen? Probably not. Probably not. But it's like, oh, what? what? Hopefully not. Could we, could we write a single issue about that? Oh, totally. 
Could those all be miniseries or at the very least one like double size one shots? Yes. Sure, why not? Probably. Um, but we we see one play out a little bit. We see um the course the gene corsairs, which mm-hmm. I thought to myself, oh, mm. that must be about Corsair. No, it's it's another sinister plot. Oh my god. We need to deal with because don't forget, Immortal X-Men had that conversation between yes. Destiny and Sinister. So like it makes sense mm-hmm. because she he revealed to her, she revealed to him information. So um in it, Exodus is like has done what Hope said, and he's like everyone loves him and yeah. he's like basically at like maximum I, power. Maximum power, and like I Sinister is one of the last, if not the last, beings alive, mm-hmm. like racing like against him, um, catches up with him and is going to kill him. Right. And like Destiny's like, I need something to figure out where how we got here. What happened? Right. He's like, luckily, she's like, luckily for me, it's Nathaniel Essex. So of course he's can't help himself. He mm-hmm. has to like monologue. Yeah. So he's just going on and on and on about it. Right. And like, essentially he's like, it doesn't matter if you kill me because I've already taken care of this. It won't matter. I will win anyway. Mm-hmm. And he dies and it goes black. Right. And she's like, what happened? It mm-hmm. just ended. And he's like, the only person who could do that is Moira. Oh no. <laughs> and she pieces it together that Mr. Sinister has Moira clones. Yes. But which we also, saw. Yes. Which we saw. But they don't know about but it. But nobody else knew about mm-hmm. it. But now Destiny knows that there are Moira clones out there. And yeah. that the idea here is that Nathaniel Essex, well, Mr. Sinister, can kill one of them. And when it was created, go back to that point. Right. And like kind of save scum or save skim. Save skim? Save scum? His game, basically. Oh, I see. To be like, I don't like that. Go back. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. Go, go back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so now she has that information. She says that a war is coming mm-hmm. within weeks. Well, that's Judgment Day. It's Judgment Day, which is fine because Gillen's writing this book. Right, so he's setting that up. Gillen's writing this book. He's going to set it up that we're going to deal with that, right? Um, But because of that, like, essentially, everyone kind of forgets what Professor X says. Yeah. And they're like, well, we'll have to figure that out. And, And, like, Hope can keep the the helm. The helm, yeah. So Destiny's like, luckily, this is happening because everything I've done could be made, like, to be undone. But, Mm -hmm. like, everyone kind of ignores it and moves on. Uh And I'm like, so... This book's really interesting. Yeah. It's frustrating to me because like Destiny for me right now feels like, again, another instance of like wanting to ignore Moira. Yes. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Right. And again, like, you know, it could have been that this is where Hickman wanted Moira to go. I hope he wouldn't, we wouldn't have like done such incredible character building and changing of characters. Mm hmm. Um, and then have it like be like, and eh, now she's a robot thing, whatever. Yeah. Well, now we want to do Terminator, just, <laughs> right? But it just feels like not Hickman-y. Yeah. Well, and I think it's decidedly not like it's right. Like yeah. But Destiny, kind of like being like, I know the future, and like if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't know that this war was coming. It's like, it's like okay, great, but like we had that already. Like we had that already set up. Yeah, and, she's and like, actually, of- you should be thanking me. You should be thanking Mystique because like without her, like I wouldn't be here. So actually. Right. Actually, if you weren't here, we wouldn't have had any of the Moira bullshit. Like it wouldn't have ended. But okay. <laughs> um, that's meta reading it. So yeah, you, know, you can't really do that. There's no way they're not aware of that though. Um, but it's it is Kieran Gillen. I do trust him quite a bit. Yeah, he's um, a great writer. He's a so. very skilled writer. Uh, I may not like this character, but I really like the stories he tells, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to continue reading this. And like I said, you could check out. I don't think that like what we see there is like, oh my gosh, these are all the things. That <laughs> yeah, it's are not like happen. yeah, it's not like all the other times Marvel's done that where I they think, show you the board. No, I think it very much is just um, you know, Gillen having a little fun. Right. 
Yeah. But it is interesting because it's like he is pulling from things that are going on right now. We're dealing yeah. a lot with Sinister. We know Sinister's got clones out mm-hmm. the wazoo and we have nathaniel ethics essex now running around yeah as well. we have magic who has having an issue with limbo and they're trying to deal with that mm-hmm. and the fact that she doesn't have control over it anymore and can't pass yeah. it to Madeline Pryor. all of those could be things that actually happen in this timeline sure and then just be resolved right like like you know mr sinister could make his own thing and then they're like and then when they kill them and then that's that and who cares yeah. right exactly yeah so i wouldn't be too too worried about it um just kind of I like reading the names of things and trying to imagine what it could be. It's oh, just, yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah, Cassandra Supernova. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Girk Pectus says, have you read Cyclops Phoenix uh, the comic that's Mr. Sinister's origin? I think it's very underrated. I love the impending horror feel of what Sinister will become. Uh, I have not read it, but I do have it. And I remember it being a big deal when it came out. And like people refer to it quite often. So, yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, somebody asked us uh, if we're going to the Comic Fest, the Garden State Comic Fest in Morristown. It's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, ask them if we were invited. <laughs> I think you'll be I think you'll be surprised by the answer. The answer is no, we were not invited. <laughs> I was if we couldn't go. Yeah, we might we might pop in one of the days. Uh so Amazing Spider-Man number four, uh Zeb Wells, John Mayer Jr. Uh the most decompressed run on Spider-Man I've ever read in my life. Uh so yeah, uh again, by the way, solid cover. This is it's four issues of John Romita Jr. consistently performing uh, what you'd expect from John Romita Jr. or what you should expect from John Romita Jr. at this point. Mm-hmm. Good looking book. Uh, Zeb Wells, of course, is like wrapping it up. Again, not a lot of like plots going on, but, uh, you know, Spider-Man is uh, saved from his shackles by a uh, criminal that he had uh, rescued earlier in this story specifically. I want to correct myself before. No, please go ahead. I, I really can't. I can't beat the comments to this one. No, I said Zeb Wells before. I met Jed McKay. For no, you said I, Jed McKay. Did I? Yeah, I really think I said Zeb Wells at one we point. We talked about Jed McKay. Okay, good. I mean, it's it's established. Well, just in case. Yeah, this is the timestamp where I tried to correct myself if I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So um, Spider-Man frees himself or gets freed. He doesn't free himself. He's actually quite much the. He's quite the jobber. Uh, but he is he is rescued by a by a criminal that he rescued earlier in this series. Uh, so you know payback um he uh and and he you know he was tormented and teased by tombstone who said we're going to impersonate the roses crew and cause his massacre and there's nothing you can do about it so spider-man's just like i don't have any like time oh and i'm also going to kill i'm, I'm going to take down robbie robertson too Meh. so like he leaves to go do that because like randy robertson's gonna wants to propose to tombstone's daughter who's also the beetle and he's like nah Mm-hmm. so spider-man like tears through the the facility and kicks ass and he's just like i can't think i just gotta punch and beat everybody and he does and he like we he makes mince meat out of all these all these people he also calls randy on the phone and he's like tombstone's gonna kill your dad i don't have time to explain anything so i guess we're gonna have randy find out that he's spider-man i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll see mm-hmm. um so randy tears ass to go uh see what uh, rescue his father tombstone does uh like lure randy to his location what we discover is that it's actually a double cross uh uh, tombstone invited robbie to toast their their unification of their families and the like impending nuptials of their children so gotcha also uh tombstone lied to spider-man and told him that actually uh i'm not gonna impersonate the roses crew that's just was the roses plan so now he used Spider-Man to take down the Rose, his competition. 
Oh, okay. Right. That's how this book feels. Okay. Like, this felt like the end of issue six. It's issue four. But also, nothing happened in the last four issues. So, mm-hmm. it's super decompressed. It's... it. it, it was it cle- like does it paint tombstone in a clever light like yeah tombstone is not just some stupid thug he's smart he used spider-man he taught spider-man a lesson i can manipulate you into doing my dirty work for me okay seen that done and i don't care like admittedly is it clever theoretically on paper yeah on this paper meh you know, because Spider-Man doesn't have anyone in his life. Like he's so isolated. Mm-hmm. Like there's no one, there's no one to feel bad with. There's no one to sympathize with. There's no one to like talk to. It's just him with his failure, but he's been failing for four whole issues in a row. So it's like just more failure, mm. which like, as if you graduated from the dance lot school of Spider-Man writing, like you have to bring him low or bring him high to bring him to the lowest point, but you got to bring him to the lowest point so that he can make these meteoric highs. Mm. you know that's what you got to do with the serialized storytelling and it's just like you know it is it is a it is a it's a pretty well written book with some with some decent art that like would have had four other things going on if it had come out 25 years ago which is about how old this plot feels (laughs) okay you know it's just like oh well sorry that's that's so great that you just that you're you're oh yeah, that's what this book is. Like, because it's not bad. It's just not worth... Well, maybe they're just getting, it's getting like, you know, it's a slow burn. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, at... How much per issue? It's, I think it says three ninety nine. Three ninety nine an issue? Mm-mm. Well. Mm-mm, 12 bucks? Mm-mm. For four issues. Mm-mm. That's 16 bucks for four yeah, 16 issues. 16 bucks, mm-mm. Not worth it. Uh, Josh Crowdy, the twist at the end of ASM4 was my favorite Spidey moment in years. Well, it's killing this run so far. See, that's why it's still, that's why he's not going to be off the book anytime soon. Right. Well, but I think that's like, how about this? I'd rather have some people really enjoying it than like have just a critically panned run. Right. Yeah. Like, like, who knows? Maybe. Like the end of Spencer's run where it was just like, no one was enjoying it. Yeah. Including Spencer. Right. Like, so maybe next like he, he'll get his feet wet and then he'll yeah. really hit the ground running you know obviously. i mean the fact is it's this is the this is the book i mean it, again he's like a key part of spider-man's cast is going to be involved in the hellfire gala yeah which is in two weeks so maybe they're like you need to yeah need somebody to- asked if like they, if, if marvel forgot they made moira into mary jane she's mary jane to go to the hellfire gala they right. forget it's just that there hasn't been a gala yet Right, so like I'm just wondering if like the decompression you're feeling is like he needs to stretch he needs it to out, delay to, like, it to like after that, so that like yeah. Except I don't think she's Mary Jane in this book because mm-hmm. like Mary, remember they like set it up where she's like she's got the children. Yeah, and but she's if something to, happens that's newsworthy, it's gonna like I don't know. Like maybe it's just a timing issue. Yeah, I don't know. I, it could I, be. I would wait to see after the Hellfire Gala. You know how you're, how you're feeling about? I didn't it. even think about the Hellfire Gala. It's so funny. Like, what if the whole damn thing is just like no, 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 no. There's no kids. <laughs> that's moira those are clones from madeline Pryor. like i don't know it's a weird it's a weird <laughs> marriage of x-men and spider-man well that... i know what it's not a weird marriage of 
Peter and Mary Jane. <laughs> Devin Love and Howdy, guys. Uh, glad to catch you. Uh, curious as to which mutant is your favorite, a tie between Havoc and Kurt for me. Have a great evening. Um, oh, That's like an impossible question for me. It's easily a tie between Storm and Rogue. I mm. really do love both of them so, so much. Right? Just so, so much. Yeah. I like Wolverine. Uh, I also like Nightcrawler a lot. Um, I know you do. I wanted to like Colossus, but like he's never really done anything for me. Like no, I like, like his look. And right now he's a complete tool. Yeah, he's always been a tool. If we're being honest with each other, like there, he he indicated he had personality and that he was like his own person, but he's really not. <laughs> I think. They... And I like Old Beast. That's fair. That's why I'm like, hey, die in Otherworld. Maybe you'll become real Beast. Anything anything to mm -hmm. fix beast but yeah so that's uh those are the books this week let's talk about some books that we recommend we think you should pick up Heck uh, yeah so uh batman catwoman number 12 comes out tomorrow that is to say tuesday uh dc tuesdays fart uh but yeah no it's the culmination of tom king's entire batman run from like his issue one of rebirth to now so if you're interested check it out uh i've been enjoying this series especially now that uh uh clay man is back on the title and it's you know it's 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 been a it's been an interesting ride. I've liked it more than other things that he's written for Batman. Mm -hmm. uh, she Hulk number four comes out. I uh, love this series. It's very much just like kind of like a romance book. Like it's like a yeah, it's slice cute. of life kind of series. Mm -hmm. But I like the I like the art. I like the story. I think it's fun. I, I think it's worth checking out if you enjoy it, uh, or if you would enjoy that kind of thing. Um, I haven't read any of the tie-ins for DC Vampires, but apparently DC vs. Vampires Killers number one comes out. Uh, that may be one of the first tie-ins for the series. Uh, I'm enjoying DC vs. Vampires, so we'll see if it's anything. Nice. Uh, but yeah. Now, what about you? Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to X-Force number 29. It's coming out. This is... I like this book, and I don't like this book. Like, mm -hmm. It's fine. I don't know. It's I, I, I get what people really like aren't infatuated with it much like i like i have like an infatuation with um knights of x and yes. excalibur like it's just it's kind of a genre thing that's um there's nothing wrong with it though mm -hmm. um but yeah that's coming out uh x-men red number four is coming out I already can't, again remember we had like some delays. we had a little bit of a break yeah. like yeah so like, there were some delays in there um so that's coming out cannot wait mm -hmm. literally cannot wait <laughs> just to see where that goes next yep um saber just four is coming out i feel like saber tooth has been away for a while yes and again could have gotten caught up in that whole whatever mm -hmm. um and eight billion genies number two is coming out so i definitely gotta check that yeah, out yeah you're not gonna recommend task force z number nine well, i can't because i didn't read the last one that's so okay I feel like i feel like i definitely should not be the person who's like oh my gosh go check that out because yeah i couldn't even be bothered to read the last issue <laughs> <laughs> that's fair it's just not that's i think i read the last issue i think I you like, did too Don't. and i was like why did you do that because i'd heard about it it's like some like one of us always must read task force yeah Z someone's got to read task for, for no reason whatsoever at some point. um but yeah so those are the books that are coming out this week we think you should check out don't forget to like oh, this video well, again not that we're necessarily keeping up with it but like i know a lot of people out there really like robin so robin number 15 is coming out so yeah our fan don't forget to check that out yeah i think it's the it's it's getting to the end of uh josh williamson's run and it's leading into uh it's, and, it, it's definitely gonna be part of Dark and they Crisis. can't help themselves they have to do a like a death homage. of the family yes. reference <laughs> fantastic listen you get a chance you're gonna do it yeah know? i guess they held true. off for a while they held off for 14 issues that's true that's true 
Uh, Dan Dragon says, I was planning to read Spider-Man today, but then I thought, do I really want to read this issue of Spider-Man? And then I said out loud, no, there you have it. I'm going to read the old EU Star Wars again. Very nice. There you go. Enjoy. Uh, I saw somebody recommend a really good idea, which is just like, just make, like adapt the Legends series into like animated like movies. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's a really, really good idea. Yeah, I, I would watch the hell out of that. <laughs> oh, right. This Disney, if you're just like desperate for content. Right. If, you, if they're right desperate there. for content, get like get like Warner Animation or something and just be like, we're going to make Shadows. We're going to make Heir to the Empire trilogy. Yeah, we're going to make like the Darksaber trilogy. Like, you know, just. just then you can make a little list there. It's like, this doesn't matter anymore. Exactly. But you can watch it if you want it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah, but anyway, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. And don't forget to subscribe to this channel, like the video, and ch- follow Tiffany on twitch.tv slash comic pop. And of course, uh, check out this channel for more content. If you want more updates, check out the community tab. And of course, follow us on Twitter. We'll see you guys next time with an all new episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody.